0: Welcome to the podcast.
1: You are now tuned in to this week's episode of our podcast. Today we are going to interview some of the greatest and most influential minds in our field by sharing our collective expertise, We will show you how to harness, control, and use your own skill set to achieve ultimate success and live the life you want. And now, please welcome your host...
2: Welcome to Sisters Conversations Podcast with your hostess, Latrice Carter. We feature interviews in literary, film, and television, as well as real topics that impact the Black community.
1: Welcome to Sisters Conversations. I am your hostess, Latrice Carter, and on today's Real Talk, We want to talk about a very hot topic, and it's been debated several times. Um, And the topic is why black women are the most disrespected. There was a podcast that I listened to by Harold Fisher. Um, The title was Black Women Disrespected, Unprotected, and Neglected. And it was published in October of 2020 last year. And he did a two part series, um, one with the women's and then the second one was with black men. So I kind of I want us to um, chime in and, and have a conversation about this particular topic. Now, he quoted Malcolm X, who said this in 1962. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. The most disrespected person in America is the black woman. The most unprotected person in America is the black woman. Black women who were unprotected, just to name a few, Breonna Taylor, Sandra Bland. There were over 45 black women who were killed by police that will fall into this category. Now, on today's show, I have a nice panel. I have guests. Marcy Hill, Stephanie Adams, Janae Patton, and April Patterson, who have joined me so that we can sit and have a real conversation and talk about this topic. Ladies, welcome to Sisters
3: Conversations.
2: Hey, Latrice, thank you for having me. Hey,
3: yes, thank you for having me. Oh, you guys are excited. I was excited when you uh, reached out. So, you know, I'm a fan of you and your platform. So this is great.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So I'm going to pose this, this, these questions to you ladies and let's talk about it. So, like I said, Michael Mack said this over, he said those statements over 58 years ago and here we are in 2021 and black women are still the most disrespected, neglected and unprotected. How does that make each of you feel? And let's start with April.
3: Um let's see. So, uh as you mentioned, this is April. I think for me um how do I feel about that? You know, I think that mainly it really just makes me a, more tenacious to, to really push through and to go after life as hard as I do. Um obstacles and all of the, you know, the disrespect that we, I guess, experience from the men, because mainly it is from the men a lot of the times within society. Um, I really think that is what that is. It's the disrespect that has given me the drive to push as hard as I do as a businesswoman, as a mom. Um, I'm currently single, but even as a mate, you know, I just really want to execute. But then on the flip side, it's, it can be very tiresome because you're always on and feeling like you're in combat mode and always on defense.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Stephanie, what do you have to say?
2: Yeah, I can kind of piggyback off of what April said. I oftentimes um, feel that way. I feel like um, I, I, I can be on guard at times and I, I I actually have to uh speak myself out of that type of mindset. Um I think that um you know uh, for me I'm just thinking of in the workplace
3: mm-hmm. and
2: um just the the obstacles that are there for me as a black woman, mm-hmm. um, and the expectations that are placed on me um, compared to my my peers, my non black peers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think it, it's 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 one of those things where you have to say, well, I know that you know I'm not going to let this affect me. I'm gonna you know as a- proceed, continue to push through and just be the best person that I can be. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, um, and just be honest about what's mm-hmm. happening.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, Janae, go ahead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you. Um, I have to say that I'm saddened by all of this because I have a daughter And this is not what I want my daughter to experience, but this is her reality. It's my reality. You know, the Black woman has always been on the front lines fighting for justice for everyone. We're treated differently when we express our concerns to doctors. They don't want to hear about our pain because apparently maybe to them, they think that we can just withhold or withstand so much pain that we don't have to have pain medication. Mm -hmm. We're not listened to. Um, In the workplace, we have to act a certain way. Because if we raise our voice, or voice our concerns, we are sometimes labeled as difficult. Mm -hmm. We have to be perfect at all times. And in that perfection, we are self-sabotaging ourselves. Mm-hmm. we are never allowed to just be and when I say just be I mean we are not allowed to shine without criticism mm-hmm. we are always disrespected
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it has to change and the change must start with us absolutely
1: absolutely absolutely, Marcy what do you have to say about that statement how does it make you feel
4: As okay so I'm an avid reader right
1: hmm
4: and I've read a lot of books about black women in america, and even though Malcolm X spoke that fifty eight years ago, that's always been our reality here in the United States.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: So to know that it's happening today is disappointing because that's the system on which everything was built
5: mm-hmm.
4: and the only I feel like the only way it will change is if we we, if we have to do things individually. Mm -hmm. Because we can't, you know, collectively, we'll just be a group of angry Black women if we try to do anything to progress, right? So Mm -hmm. we have to take, and I feel like to be most effective, unfortunately, we have to take individual, take situations individually, Mm -hmm. uh, well, how we react to them as -hmm. as, as opposed to doing things as a group. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, I
4: mean, I know this sounds bad, but as situations, as we are in individual situations, that's for us to take action. Then we call our troops. Mm-hmm. But to just go out armed as a group of Black women, I I, I don't know how serious, mm-hmm. how, how the reaction would be and how disres- disrespected and ignored we would be.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, and we have Tracy Johnson joining us now. Um, Tracy, how, um, to piggyback on the question that we just posed to all the, the rest of the women in the panel, um, black women are are the most disrespected and neglected and unprotected. How does that make you feel? Um, here we are 58 years later, you know, Malcolm X said this in 1962. So how does that make you feel? Here we are in 2021.
5: Um, well, first and foremost, thank you for having me. Um, can you hear me in my audible? Hearing? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, how do I feel? It, it, it's very disheartening that um, we stand here right now and still fighting the same issues that we have fought literally coming back from slave days. But how does it make me feel? Um, it's disheartening. But from another, um, another view lens for me, I don't worry about i don't worry about that and i don't say that like it is to uh, minimize what's going on i just know that i surround my village with uh people who support me and people who are going to um, aid me in making a change um, i don't want to get so buried down on the problem that i don't have enough energy to focus on a solution so um, it bothers me, but it doesn't. It doesn't stop me or it doesn't hinder me because, um, yeah. If you just focus on the problem, I don't have enough energy to focus on propelling not only myself but the other little, um, little black little girl who look just like me. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. 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 Now we all know some men in America um, look down. Well. It's not that they look down on us. They look at us as being too aggressive, um, too outspoken, but we are, black women are the most educated in America. When I was doing a little research and I was like, wow, um, that was, you know, it, it made me smile. But then at the same time, us being black women, we're the most educated, but yet we have to fight twice, three times as hard as, in the boardroom, we have to fight twice, twice, two, three times as hard to for equal pay when it comes to our our peers. Um, so with that being said, do you think do you all think that they feel threatened by our intelligence? Because we are beautiful, strong, independent, authentic black women that we hold our own.
3: So this is April. Um, I do think that there is a level of intimidation um, from, from, from just our male counterparts, whether they be black or white, mm-hmm. and from our female counterparts, whether they be black or white. Mm-hmm. I know that um, as black people, we can be really hard on each other. I've experienced that. I've been guilty of that. Mm-hmm. So the intimidation piece of it. So it's it's like so many layers to this. Like, you know, we were um, early on the home was just, you know, disbanded. The men were taken from the home. Then the women had to be strong. And so that is all we know. Mm-hmm. Right. So as a culture, we are very passionate when we speak. Everything about our dialect is You know, there's strength in our dialect, Um, there's strength in everything that we do, the way that we pursue relationships, parenting, um, going shopping, like everything that we. So when they see people or society sees us coming, um, I mean, we saw with, you know, Kamala Harris. Right. I mean, it wasn't about Biden, really. It was more so Black woman in the White House, right? So I just think that, you know, there's there's this target on us. It is what it is, unfortunately, is in terms of how do we change that and why it is. It is the way that it is because it's been that way since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. And we were set up for that. Can we change it? I would say um, with the young lady that just spoke before me, I'm um, sorry, I f- forgot her name, but Tracy. Tracy Yep. Hey. So. Hey. Um. Tracy. Tracy. I, Tracy. I don't know. Do we know each okay, other? Said- you know, I do know another Tracy. That was like I wonder if it's the same. Okay. Oh. So anyway, you <laughs> sound familiar, but I do feel like, um, as Tracy mentioned, to try to focus on that and put our energy in that, It's probably not the best approach. However, what is the best approach? Because as it stands right now, we do everything. It's every man, woman for themselves, right? Every Black woman for themselves. So mm-hmm. um, I do feel as though it's our responsibility as Black women um, to do a better job at banding together because we've done the opposite for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel, I think that, as it relates to how men receive us as black women, when I feel like society and men and, you know, white people, when they see us not getting along or not pulling each other up, but tearing each other down, then they follow suit. So if if they see us not really doing the things that we are, are conducting ourselves in a way that we expect people to treat us, We, if we're not doing that within our own culture and with each other, how do we expect society or anyone else around us to really conduct themselves accordingly?
1: Okay, okay. Marcy, you wanna um, jump in here? Your thoughts?
4: Okay, I had to figure out what my unmute button was. I feel like, um, I think people are just intimidated by our presence in general because we are beautiful, we are intelligent, we have the whole package. And you have the those stereotypes that people want to believe based on what you know what society says. But then when you see a sister walk in the room, all and I don't care how short or tall she is, our eyes go to her. And I mean that's that's been my experience. Now, how they want to perceive or otherwise or treat otherwise, that's individual. But ultimately, I think people are just intimidated by black women because of our and also because of our strength. Mm-hmm. Because you see a lot of single moms, a lot of people can't do that. I mean, well, a lot of people haven't been doing it. We've done it historically speaking, not because we've always wanted to. But we've had, sometimes we've had to. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to wrap that up now. But yes, I think they're just intimidated by us, our total presence because of our, because we are a total package. An amazing, beautiful, intelligent
1: package. <laughs> well, thank you, Marcy. Um, Janae? <laughs>
0: Hello. 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 Just to piggyback off of that, I will say that, um, honestly, Black women are forced to be reckoned with, and that can be intimidating by men and women,
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, but I have to pose this question. Does that mean that we shrink ourselves to make others feel comfortable? No. I think not. Right. Do we not use our voice because someone can't handle our truth? See, the Black woman, we're we're not going to give up. We're not going to stop. We're going to just keep going. You know, we can get knocked down a thousand times and we will still rise. You cannot hold us down. And because of that, that is intimidating to other people who don't understand who we truly are. Mm -hmm. It's in our DNA from birth. It's from our ancestors. We will not give up. And so that is intimidating to others.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got you. I got you. Stephanie.
2: Whoops. Okay. <laughs> I had a Marcy issue. I couldn't find my mute. <laughs> um, intimidation. Well, um, I think that there, you know, there, there probably are. I definitely have ex- had the experience at work where um someone had mentioned the word intimidating in regards to me and it and I actually had a situation with a with our local police officer who said that you know he felt threatened by me now mind you I'm like I'm barely 5-4 right um, I'm not intimidating anyone um, I think the the situation at work um it just kind of goes with that stereotype of the angry black woman. Mm -hmm. And so if I am speaking up about, you know, something that whether I'm passionate about it or, you know, um, it's something I'm like, I'm really, really strongly feeling like we should move forward with. It's taken as uh, aggression and there, and therefore I'm intimidating. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I definitely think that there could be, there are situations where um, others will, f- will feel intimidated by me just because I'm Black. Um, but it, it's, all too, it's all too exhausting to, um, to, to keep thinking about that. So the question of, like, should we minimize ourselves? Absolutely not. I think we should continue to be outspoken um, and, and speak up in things that we're passionate about. Um, i I too would like to see us as black women um especially in the workplace um build better relationships um you know trusting relationships supporting one another because i i I know in every um organization that I've went to, I've found that um my white peers would approach me quicker than my black peers now that's just been my experience there's just mm-hmm. this this immediate up uh, you know uh, um whatever it whatever their reason is it's like up uh, black woman uh whether it's oh, we can't be seen together uh, you know or um she she may take my job or whatever the situation would be so i I definitely would like to see more um you know more relationship building in that area, but um yeah, but absolutely there there's there are times where people may feel intimidated um but it's you know it's how you respond to it that mm-hmm. makes a difference
1: absolutely, absolutely, Tracy, what are your thoughts?
5: um my thoughts are i think a little bit of um your panel thought that I would just piggyback off of everything um and I'm not sure if you guys watch Blackish or Mixes or, you know, but I am pretty much like Keenan Birds. I pretty much say everything goes back to slavery. Like it just, <laughs> it literally goes back to slavery. And um, as April stated, that taking it back because what we're seeing now is the symptom of everything else. So if we take it all the way back to the root, let's take it all the way back to the root. And the root coming here and not coming here um, out of love, but out of sure, I mean, pure just hate um, and just nastiness and just, just downright evil. Coming from a place like that, um, black women to me, I don't know so much if I would use the word intimidating. And um, are, are people intimidated by I think black women are literally magical unicorns. And I know that that sounds crazy, but mm-hmm. it, it, it kind of comes back to what some of the other panelists stated that, how do you have a woman just, her husband's taken out the house, he's out gone months, you gotta raise your children, you raising massive children, you're nursing massive kids, you nursing your own kids. We are these magical unicorns that, as we stand here as phoenixes and we continue to rise. I don't know if it's intimidation or if it's just them being in pure awe of life. How does this person stand here? And I know, and I always say, don't get mad at me when you had a 300-year head start and I caught up with you. You lazy. That's not my problem, and you're not going to make me feel bad that. Um, I went to school, that I educated myself, that, you know, I bought a home or whatever the things pretty much that the American dream told me to do to be a viable citizen in society. Now that I adhere to it, now you want to say that I'm aggressive, I'm mean, I'm, no, 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 no. I'm living the same rules. Becky are, are, are um, do, I'm doing the same thing that Becky's doing, but you're looking at me like, how are you able to do it? I'm mm-hmm. able to do it in, of everything, every obstacle that you try to put up, put ahead of me. So do I think that they're intimidated? I don't know if they're intimidated. I think that they're in awe. Like how in spite of everything, they continue to educate themselves. They continue to educate their children. They continue to love themselves. They continue to rise. So for me, I don't think that they're intimidated. I think they're looking at a, a walking unicorn. That's how I look at it.
1: Okay. Okay. I like that thought. You know, um, just to piggyback off of everyone, you know, I feel like because we have, we are people that have been through hell and back, I want to say. And yet our counterparts are looking at us like, how the hell are they still getting up? You know, we're not only getting up, we're, we're passing that legacy down to our children. We're educating them because Education is powerful. That knowledge, that's power. And that is what we are instilling in our children because we're breaking that generational curse. We are we are not slaves. We may be descendants from slaves, but we are not slaves and we don't have that mentality and we are teaching our children to um, do the same. We're teaching them to rise above, especially our girls. And Being a mother myself, you know, I tell my daughter, she can do anything, she can do anything a man can do. You can get just as much education and you can rise. Look, you come to the table. If you got to bring a table to the table, you come to the table. You got this. And same thing for myself, you know, um, all of us, all of us are educated, we are smart, we're intelligent and we are rising. And yes, I look at my, you know, I look at my peers and they look at me like, how did you get promoted in less than a year? I work hard. I bust my butt. And we, as black women, we have to work. I feel like we have to work 30 times. as hard to get that promotion. You know, I was doing the same thing for two years and I was like, okay, I'm finally getting promoted. But you know, I've been doing this since day one, since I walked in the door, you know, we have to work so hard. And um, one of you said that, you know, We as black women in in the workplace together, you know, we do need to come together. I don't like those little clicks that we form in the office because our counterparts are looking at us like, there they go. There they go. Forming that little click. You looking down on your own sister. When instead you need to be picking her up. We supposed to reach back. What is it? What's the saying? Reach back, teach one, lift us up. That's what we should be doing as Black women, and so that we can eliminate this, this whole, you know, by us being the most disrespected in America. Now, I'm gonna pose this question to you, ladies: How do we get rid of the disrespect? How do we eliminate people disrespecting us, whether it be Black men, white men, um, society? How do we eliminate, um, you know, that? being disrespected so much.
3: Ooh. Look at me. I couldn't wait to come off mute. <laughs> oh,
2: oh, I so I'm so ready. Me. No, I'm I'm and sitting, sitting here on like she, <laughs> oh, 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 I think you
5: already had the flow. Oh, she oh, oh, she
2: always you. go first. <laughs> I was what? thinking, I was like, who Latrice is going to pick first this time? Okay, come on, uh-huh. Stephanie. Come on. Come uh-huh.
1: uh-huh. Tracy. We go, uh-huh. go I'm tra- tra- like, oh, Tracy. You
5: want to go, go, Tracy? Go, uh-huh. go on, uh-huh. Tracy. It ain't so turn,
1: so April. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. you <laughs> 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 And I was
5: like, uh-uh, April already had turn. Look, me, I'm keeping it. I'm on. April did. She went first. Uh-uh. No. I'm go, ahead, I'm
1: go ahead, Tracy. Go ahead, Tracy.
5: April, I'm going to stand back If she hit that She hit that button. I'm going to go. <laughs>
3: you know what let me tell okay so look just for the sake of moving this thing along i'm gonna try to keep it real short when it comes to our brothers listen and listen clearly i want everybody out there to hear me clearly and the brothers y'all better listen up black women um they will give you what you take They will give you, they will treat you in the way that you respond. Um, Stop accepting the the behavior. Stop accepting the treatment and stand for something. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. So I will tell you, I'm gonna stop here. The women that tolerate the foolishness, from the men, that's all on you. I, I don't have, I'm sorry. I just really, ha- I've been single for a long time, really. And it's not on purpose, cause I am dating with a purpose, but it's because I will not settle. I just will not. I will not settle. I have settled before and I know where that has gotten me. Heartbroken, I'm picking up the crumbs. Guess what? Guess what's happening? He done moved on. And even, even if it's in the workplace, you better have your dignity because that's all you have. That's it. Your morals, your values, and your dignity. And if you don't know how to do it, look at the woman who looked like she might be getting it right and start asking questions. Go get you some therapy and stop running around here all crazy and stuff. Get yourself together with these men out here. Like it's just I've, enough when we get ourselves together and band together in terms of that, even like if as women, we take care of each other, like if your man is cheating on you and I know he cheating on you, guess what? You might get mad at me, but I'm gonna let you know if I'm gonna stop and I'm gonna stop cheating with your man on you. Like, let's stop it. You got a woman go home. You stop beating on my sister. I'm gonna call the cops. Like Stop acting like if you see something, hear something, say something. It's time out it is time out. As y'all can see, I'm passionate about that. So Tracy, go ahead, girl. Go,
5: Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> well, pretty much miss what Miss April said, but um, like I said, it, for me, that is one of my hot buttons that Woo! I will come back. I know it sounds very, very self centered, but it is more self preservation and not being self centered and excuse my Potty mouth. I don't give a rat's butt about nothing, about nobody else except me, because this is my thing. If I'm whole, if I'm whole and um, I'm whole and I'm good with myself, I'm able to deal with the world. I don't need the outside world to validate me. I don't need a man to validate me. I don't need a job to validate me. I'm going to tell you this at this point, God's mercy and God's grace, I'll be 53 years old and I don't need my parents to validate me anymore. And like Miss April said, that we need to stop worrying about um, if KK and Man Man like me or if Becky like me or even if Tifa like me. I don't care. But because if I stay true to myself, when they come, when when they're coming at me for whatever reason, I'm whole. I'm okay. Because if I start changing for KK then I'm, I'm this way with this person and I'm on this way. It's too much same thing and we get lost in that. But if you stay true to who you are, you stay, you stay true to who you are. And I'm going to tell you, you are going to lose friends, you're going to lose jobs and you're going to lose promotions. And it is what it is. This is my thing. Everybody's not destined to be a Puffy. Everybody's not destined to be a Kamala. But you can be the best, April. You can be the best, Stephanie. And just focus on that because Once you realize your true worth and your value, that's how we change it. That's how we stop it. And -hmm. then also, and I'm going to throw it back on some of the women too. Uh, Let's stop worrying about somebody disrespecting us. And why don't we stop disrespecting ourselves? And I know that that may sound judgy. I know that that may sound judgy. But, and I'm going to tell you this, I'm ashamed to say it because I will do a little shake my little hip. That doggone city girl song flew out, cracks me up. But I'm gonna tell you, that's my little record song. But this is the thing: if you listen to the lyrics, they are looking for everybody to do something for them. They looking for a man with six figures. They looking for a man. Stop worrying about what they're doing. If you can't get six figures, get five. Stop worrying about somebody else's money. Because guess what? When you so focused on somebody else's money, the things you got to do to get four dollars, baby, got to come out. Preach. Get four dollars get your own two dollars get your out own get your own two dollars <laughs> and figure out how to get your other two and stop worrying about somebody else's hence now now I've got to look at April crazy because now she in the click and I'm like hmm, well, how'd she get over there now I gotta roll my eyes but see mm-hmm. if I'm coming in with my own four dollars I'm, I'm not I'm not worried about April worried I'm, not a, I'm not I'm not disrespecting I'm not I'm not dismissing her but the thing is, is that now we're not in this competition because I'm able to say, you know what, girl, you ain't even got to do this anymore. Let me show you how to, how to do X, Y, and Z. But unfortunately, um, it once again, it becomes generational because if my grandmama was stank and then she ra- raised the stank daughter and now I'm stank, it, it's somewhere in there that it becomes so normal to you that you think it's normal but it's not it's it's very disheartening that I, and, and where you all were saying that a white person who comes to you before a black person I will speak to black women and literally they will look me in the face and not say something but say something to a white woman oh good morning hey good morning how are you is that? why is that so somebody who looks just like me
2: that's exactly I'm the point I was the making face,
5: good morning good morning mm-hmm. you know you know, or they give you the little $2 face smile and then it's like, oh, okay, well, you like that. Now I'm not speaking to you anymore. But then if we're all at the elevator and it's a white woman, I'm like, hey, good morning. Now you want to look at me like I'm stepping infected. but you done forgot, yesterday you ain't not speak to me, but you thought, mm-hmm. I wasn't gonna, you thought that you had that much value in my life. I wasn't gonna talk, no, I'm just not gonna talk to you and I'm going to talk to somebody else. And then that, so what is, what is black women, what are we doing? That we're fighting each other and we don't even
3: know each other. Girl, it's a mess. A mess. Mm. It is. It is.
5: It's
1: a it mess. Is. It is. Um, come on, Stephanie.
2: <laughs> well, first of all, I just want to say, Tracy. c the problem may be that you you messing with KK and Man Man. I'm like, no, she didn't say KK and Man Man. <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> come on, come on, we
5: a man, man, you but know sometimes KK it's KK man, man. not
3: even KK and man, man, though. I'm gonna tell you something that is true, I get that, but there are women who are just as um, well versed, uh, articulate, you mm-hmm. know, business owners. There are C suite women out there who literally look for the meal ticket from the man. The sense of entitlement is crazy to me. Um, I don't know how we ended up there, but it it bothers me. And Stephanie, I just stepped all in. I'm so sorry. I stepped all in. Oh. (laughs) Because that sense of entitlement, listen, the, the women out there, listen up. Stop looking for the man to take care of you. Stop, stop looking for the men to take you out on that f- dinner five days a week and pay your bills and buy you the bags and the shoes and take care of yourself. The reason why they don't respect us is because we have no, like,
2: what is that? What is that? Stephanie, I'm so sorry. I don't oh, know. it's okay, honey. You're passionate about it. I believe Girl, it. when, because you're, I when keep you're passionate always about, like I said face earlier, face you, just like gotta, yeah, you just gotta. Good. you just got to speak on what you're passionate about. It's all good. Um, what I was going to say, um, as far as the respect. Well, before I before I go into that, just the one last thing that um, mm-hmm. that Tracy mentioned about the the elevator conversation, and and I was the one who brought that up, right? About how I felt in the workplace that it would be nice to have uh, Black women more united and, you know, be more approachable and support each other. And the experience I had with basically every organization that I I went to, um, my approach is a little different, though. Um, so if I, when I experienced that where um, a a Black woman is kind of standoffish, I actually try to get to know her. I, I try to figure out, like, especially depending on the age too, like if I can, if it turns out she's younger than me, then maybe there's some mentoring that needs to happen. Maybe she experienced something at her past job and now she's got this guard up and she needs to know that, you know, not all Black women are that way. Um, I've had people tell me that I look, uh, black women tell me that, um uh, when they first saw me, I look, um, uh, like I wasn't approachable or, or, or snobbish or standoffish. And then once they got to know me, um, they found out, oh, wow. Like she's, she's cool, which, you know, I am mm-hmm. so, but that took me, um, going, you know, that took me going to them and saying, hey, you know, like what and, and speaking about what I what I observed. And then, you know, if I if I have that conversation and they're still kind of standoffish, then I let it go. But, you know, I'm going to at least try to figure out and that that may not be everyone's, you know, pr- approach or, you know, uh, feel like that's their their, you know, I just feel like that's my calling. That's my thing that mm-hmm. I like to do. Um, but as far as the the respect, um I I for me to to kind of combat that, I feel like, well, first of all, um I, I believe more in actions. So um I, I think that my actions are gonna speak louder than my words. It's not it doesn't mean that I'm not gonna speak on things. I'm I'm definitely gonna be outspoken about how I feel. Um I I I believe in I believe in treating others how they treat you. Yes, I believe that we need to earn respect. Um, And so I'm not one of those people that automatically, you know, just walks in and says, oh, like, I'm not an I demand respect person. So I kind of have a different uh, point of view from the ladies. It's like, I know that I am worthy of respect. But I don't just walk in and be like, you know, like, you're going to respect me. I want to get to, you know, build the relationship um, and um, and then let my action speak for for itself. Um, I think being consistent, um, saying what I mean um, and and meaning what I say, (laughs) Um, I think those type of things help. With you know, just the the getting the respect up and setting those boundaries up front, you know, so people know don't cross this line. Um, yeah. So anyway, that 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 just to, the question was, how would we? Deal with the disrespect, or how do we stop the disrespect? Right. How so do we get our respect. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So th- those are just some of the things that I would do, and I, and and one last thing. You know what? I'm not perfect, so if I, you know, if I make a mistake, I'm gonna admit. I'm gonna admit that I made a mistake. So.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Marcy.
4: <laughs> now I have to go after everybody with that overly <laughs> all of these overly passionate women, and I'm last on this topic. <laughs> Oh my goodness see what so just I'm just gonna say, yeah, what they said
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen, I'm sure you have something to add. I'm sure well,
4: the only thing I wanted to say was first, as someone stated, know yourself, respect yourself because ultimately you train others how to treat you. Now, with law enforcement, that's different because we have no control over those situations, but in workplaces. And I I work for the government, so I I don't have the same experiences that you guys have, and I I feel really bad for. now, I won't say feel bad for Stephanie, but it seems like they just come at Stephanie because it sounds like she she has a small voice and stuff, and then I think they come after her because of that. But then she might have a big roar, and I hope she um attacks them. But um, and you train people how how to um treat you by the way you respect yourself. But even in the workplace they have some doors that you can go through to curse people out to teach so you can teach them to say what you need to say make sure there are no cameras and then you can put people in check like that because you know there's no need to have a a, um, public altercation because now you're going to be the angry black woman you're the attacker but there are ways to do things and then i'll just say do it privately and respectfully Respect women I respectfully is relative, depending on the situation. And then, and also with certain situations, you just have to make it a teachable moment. And, and that's all I have to say on that topic.
3: <laughs> it's true, the yeah. teachable yeah. moments are really good and they bring you life. Lots they of life.
5: Absolutely, yep. They absolutely, yes, they do. absolutely now, do. I'm going to jump I in and, and say this about Stephanie, because I do, I do. on, on a, in a, in a professional um, setting. The thing with Stephanie, though, where she, I believe she's received unapproachable because she is. She's a small woman. She's very quiet. She's very stern. And so where I think that's why I'm, I'm kind of leery about that, that word, that being intimidated. I'll give you an example. And Stephanie, I don't know if you remember this, but this was years ago we all work together and um, our, our counterparts would come into offices when people left and they would just, you know, either get the chair or the better chair or whatever. And, you know, this one particular time and see Stephanie, she's quiet, very, you know, she does her work. She really doesn't, you know, bother anyone very, very smart. And then one day, you know, somebody had left the company. So Stephanie got the chair. Somebody came and got whatever, whatever. They came back and said something to Stephanie. And Stephanie just, she was like, oh, well, you can't take the chair. She says, well, when did that rule happen? She was like, they always done it. Such and such got this, 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 (laughs) and this, and this. Now see, that could have come off as angry black woman, but it wasn't. What happened was once again, the little quiet, like I call black women with the little quiet unicorns. they weren't expecting for her to say something, and I think where it's perceived as maybe getting sassy, talking back, or whatever the case may be, whatever the perception was, she said it, which was the truth. Now everybody hummed, hummada hummada but Stephanie was like, pretty much, it's not going to be a free for all. And then when I do it, it's like, oh, this is this is just unheard of. And so from that point on, I don't know what I know. Stephanie had that chair until she left. I know. I, know I she sure had
2: that did. <laughs> she left.
5: Now if they decided to change the policy after Stephanie, that was the case. And so um I think that right there is one of I think that sometimes people think that they're black women can be intimidating because they don't expect us to say anything. And then when mm-hmm. we do it becomes like, oh I wasn't expecting for you to say anything. Well I did so now what are we gonna do? So <laughs> that was just a little, a little thing. okay okay
1: so true good memory. <laughs> okay. 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 So our last question, our last question for the night, um, how do we get protection? You know, is it by getting a gun license to protect ourselves when we don't have our black men protecting us and, and, you know, law enforcement isn't protecting us. Um, how do we get our, um, get our sense of protection back? since we are the most unprotected person in America, according to Malcolm X.
3: I have a question. Yes. Can you tell me a little bit about what was said on the other show that was so heated? What was the discrepancy? Uh,
1: so there were black men calling into the other show, um, saying, and and I'll drop the link in, you know, I'll send you guys the, the, the link. Um, mm-hmm. There were black men calling the show um cuz it, it was a the, the first show was all black women where well, he had two prominent black women on the show um mm-hmm. and they the some of the men were calling in one man he he referred all the way back to the bible you know you know we're women you know we got to get in our place um <laughs> then yeah then there was another guy he called in he said we are too aggressive and we're so angry all the time and mm-hmm. we're, we're too outspoken you know we get loud you know, they, then, you know, they threw that, you know, mad black woman syndrome out there. Um, and they always want to throw out that mad black woman syndrome. When we speak up, you know, um, we are not our counterparts. Yes, we are very outspoken. We've always had to stand up for ourselves because the black man was taken from our homes. So this is how, you know, it was, it was a very, he, it was very, um, the podcast is very good. It was, you know, uh it, it was supposed to have women calling in, but a lot of the men was calling in on the day of the women. <laughs> um, it, You know, I was sitting there like, hmm, okay. And, you know, and then one brother said, he loves, he said, I love black women. He said, I love y'all to death. He said, but y'all, y'all get mad and y'all let it, y'all let it rip. But he was, you know, it, I felt like we was being put into this box, you know, you may have experienced that with one or two or three black women and you put all black women into this category. So I felt like that was a lot of that too, but it was a good podcast.
3: And I think that that has been, um, my challenge with our brothers, you know, any I'm curious, did any of them, anybody of any of the men, men folk, did they take any ownership of of their stuff that we kind of go through? And this is why sometimes we're, we are angry. And I'm not saying, if you're an angry woman, which I am not, I've gone to therapy for like eight years and I've worked all that stuff out from childhood on up. So in all of the heartbreaks that I've had, it is what it is. You have the heartbreak, you go to therapy, you pray, you get it together, you move on. Right. So that's you know, so I'm in a healthy I'm very, very when it comes to that, you know, very healthy. But mm-hmm. I do believe in holding people accountable. So, yeah, we're we're we are, you know, no one's perfect. And I don't think anybody's looking for perfection. Um, But let's just say I think that I, I can go out on a limb and say most of Probably the majority of women, we probably believe in going to therapy and fixing ourselves Mm -hmm. before the man will actually do that. Right. Mm -hmm. So here's what's happening. As the women, we go, we get ourselves together. We find ourselves, we get, you know, spiritual, we pray, we do all these things to work on us and to heal us and to, you know, all of those things. But guess what? We're still running into those same broken men. So, and it perpetuates that, like it's, it's a cycle. Mm-hmm. So at some point, the men, they got to take a look at, well, that probably wasn't cool that I did that to her. Not once do they pick up the phone and call and say, I'm sorry. You know, they do the ghosting thing. I mean, I think that at some point, men in general really it's cool. I understand we all, yeah, submission. I am that person. I will submit to my man. But... I'm not going to submit to you if you're toxic. I'm just not going to do that. So. I just was curious to see if perhaps anybody, any of the men called in and said, you know what, we have to take some ownership of why our women are so angry. Now, the sister said that one of the ladies on the panel.
1: Yeah, the sisters uh, always said. It is it, it's, it's really a 50 50 because there are angry black men out here. Yeah. Nobody wants to right. own, you know, wants to own. And yes, there are angry black women, but we move on. We, we press forward because we don't have a choice. We don't have um, a choice. But mm-hmm. it should be, it's 50 50. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it took for a black woman to say, the brother didn't say. I don't say think it. it's
3: 50 50. I think it's 90 <laughs> <laughs> 10. We move on majority of the time. Mm-hmm. The men, they aren't going to therapy. They're not trying to right their wrongs. Mm-hmm. All they doing is come, they just, I'm going to do her wrong then. Okay. And then I'm going to move on and I'm going to do her wrong too. And then I'm going to go do her wrong because you know why men don't like to be alone. So as women, We kind of are, cause in slavery, they took the man from the home. So we are accustomed. We were born and raised to be alone. Men, nope. They were born and raised to like, you got to go sow your wild oats, go find that next, you know, whatever. And so we are angry because we feel alone. Mm -hmm. Period. I don't, I mean, you know, most of the, in, 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 the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. You're tired. Mm-hmm. Just tired. Okay.
1: And so you feel it, you feel the need to protect yourself.
3: You've got to protect yourself. Who else going to do it? Right. Mm-hmm. Who going to do it? I mean, yeah. who? Your girl I mean, so yeah. I know, you know, I'm 51 years old. I would love to settle down. Mm-hmm. Really. Mm-hmm. But at 51 years old, it is really challenging to find a brother and I want to I wanna settle down with a brother. Would prefer mm-hmm. that. They smell good. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> I just would love to settle down with a brother. But if I can meet a brother who at this age would like to settle down, really, mm-hmm. and not be chasing skirts because they're still trying to stay young, you know, in the 40s and prove whatever they're trying to prove. It's like, really? And, you know, don't come to me now at, in your 60s. When things aren't working and you got to take all these meds and you got to. It's like, no, we're in our prime right now is when our children are grown. We could be a power couple together. You want a woman who's a partnership, right? You want that. But no, they don't. So it's like they say what they say, but they don't. It's like whatever they say it doesn't match their actions. Okay. So there lies the anger part. Okay. okay, Marcy. May I digress for a second? Yes, you Sure. Can. So April was talking about
4: um, the dudes, right? Yeah. So I, I need to tell you guys about a conversation I was having with a coworker who is, she's 48 and she's looking for a mate. And she was telling me about a guy that she was communicating with. And she spoke to me two minutes about a conversation she was having. Do you know? Okay, she's 48. So I'm assuming he's 40 something and 50 something. Do you know this conversation was over text? The whole, I was, and I sat up there listening because I thought I was lost for a minute. And then I said, um, Cindy, was this a text conversation? <laughs> and I said, no disrespect, but I'm annoyed just listening to this. This grown man cannot talk to you. And I mean, this is, and she said, oh, he's handsome, he's established. But he can't talk on the phone. He can't communicate outside of the text message. That's disheartening. And then another conversation, she said she went out with a different guy. He was 50 something and no job. And this, and I'm just looking like I'm I'm with April. Is this what we have to look forward to? Like you're still broke. Well, he's broke and broken, but that's not Okay. And I just wanted to digress. I forgot. I even forgot what the topic was, but I just had to share rage that. Because how do you
1: want to protect oh, I'm
4: yourself? I'm going to say
0: raise your standards. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay. Oh, How do we protect ourselves? Honestly, I really don't have an answer for that because physically, yeah, we could have a gun, but that won't work against law enforcement. That only works if we're walking down the street and somebody comes after us and we're not afraid to shoot. I'm afraid to shoot. So that wouldn't work for me. Okay. Unless I'm, um, but I am going to get some practice. So if any of you ladies go to the gun range, I'll go with you.
3: <laughs> I'm, as, I'm really good with a gun, I, girl, real good. Uh, okay, um, I'll meet you at the range. Okay.
4: <laughs>
5: definitely but then, um, was, as
4: far as uh, other situations, I would just say, um, prayer. We have to have a lot of prayer because, like I said, I'm, this, and then when you say protection, you have the protection from your mate, but then you also have protection, self protection. So I'm going to speak on both. I already spoke on self-protection, but for those of us that don't have mates, I mean, I do have a mate, so I shouldn't say it like that. For women who don't have mates, um, I would just say, um, be aware. Be a lot, have a lot of prayer. And because um, that's that's all I have for, for that topic. Okay. Mm-hmm. And self-awareness and self-respect. And then from there, I don't know, But it's all situational, so that's a general question.
5: Mm. But that's all I got.
2: Okay.
0: Mm. (laughs) I do not have good clothes tonight. I
2: was, I was just going to say, as far as protection, um, I, I personally wouldn't have a gun. Um, I don't live alone. I have kids here, um, amongst other reasons. But for me, I'm, I'm all about who, who's in my space, my circle. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to be looking for um, uh, a tribe, as you call it, Latrice, yes. that's going to, you know, protect me, not just physically, but mentally and spiritually as well. Right. Um, and and I, I think that that's all, all you really need. In my opinion, if you have the right people in your space, they're going to be able to protect you because they're going to be able to, you know, whether it's uh, you know, help you make a decision, guide you in the right direction, support you when you are going through something difficult. Um, that that would be, you know, my approach. But I'm I'm more of the, you know, <laughs> I'm more of the meditate and all about the positive energy. And, um, so I just couldn't see myself with a gun now, Mm -hmm. now, if you had known me 20 plus years ago, that would have been a different story.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay.
0: Janae, welcome back. Thank you. Um, I would have to say that, you know, if I piggyback off of Stephanie, a gun is really not for me, and I don't really think it would work, as she said, with law enforcement. I mean, you're not going to pull a gun out on law enforcement because you're going to guarantee your death. So I also like the fact that she said the tribe, the village, you know, you have to surround yourself with those positive people, as she, as she stated. And also, you have to be aware of your surroundings. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you protect yourself, you know? You have to protect your mind, your body, your spirit. You have to protect all of that because at the end of the day, no one really cares about how you feel. You have to make sure that you protect yourself. And that means not allowing toxic people in your space, not allowing it. So
3: thank you. You're welcome. Tracy. Oh, oh okay. Sorry. I had a question. Go ahead, Tracy. <laughs> I
5: think- Oh no. Oh, oh, Mr. oh, you have something? To, you can say it.
3: That's, I think that when I think of what um listening to everyone and what people are saying about the protection piece of it, what does come to mind is like Sandra Brand or, you know, Breonna Taylor and, you know, the other young, you know, just all of these senseless crimes by the police officers. So something has to happen. What do you do? What do you do? And I'm not saying that picking up a gun is the answer. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not, above, I'm not above or beneath that though. I'm like right in the middle with the gun piece, right? Cause that's, I grew up that way. So, you know, but how do you, what do you, how do you, so the question is how do we as black women protect ourselves? Mm-hmm. That's the question. Praying is great. Centering yourself is great. It is. I do those things. I go to therapy, uh, you know I have a relationship with God. I, sur- I have no toxic anything in my life. My tribe is solid. But that does not protect me uh, physically, mentally, yes, absolutely. But I don't know if the question is physically. Is that the question? Was yes, it more?
1: okay? Yes, by us, no. being, you know, Malcolm said we are the most unprotected person in the, in America, which is the black woman. And, So, right. you know, um, the the senseless, you know, uh, your uh, our counterparts can come in and, you know, talk, rough us up
3: and grope you know. us. Yes. So like,
1: how do we protect ourselves from
3: that? So you know how you protect yourself? You take it back to the streets, you put your hands on me and you're going to see another me because I'm just not going to bow down and let anybody disrespect me mm-hmm. physically or verbally. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to do it. I'm a very professional woman. Um, I can be the most, you know... Straight-laced, whatever. I definitely grew up in Compton, so there's that other side of me. So I just think that, and oftentimes it has nothing to do with don't go around. I live in Naperville. Yeah. So it has nothing to do with your surroundings. Sometimes people are just crazy and they will try you. So praying and all of that, that's great. But the reality of it is, that's not all the time. The that's not the realistic situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just we have not
1: defend ourselves. We have gotta having, defend we yourself. Have
3: I'm gonna defend myself. I'm not gonna. I, I just am. I just am because people that we've seen enough. It's been. It's enough. Mm-hmm. Tracy. <laughs>
5: um. Let's see. I mean, you ladies, it's it's amazing, and I I love um, what you've done, Latrice, because it appears that you've surrounded yourself with, um, a lot of people of like minds. And so, um, from the, 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 the standpoint of, um, the viewpoint of protection, it's just like each woman on this panel has stated that there are so many things, physical protection, spiritual, spiritual protection, you know, financial protection, um, emotional protections. There are so many different, um, Things that need to be protected. But I will say this, that I think that, um, first of all, God does have to be first, um, yeah. and, and, and asking for your, um, spiritual armors from God to kind of get you through the day. But I think that when you're tapped into God, um, just because you're tapped into God and just because you meditate, I don't think that necessarily that means that um, you're not going to do anything because if somebody comes for me, it is my right to protect myself. And if you come come for me, I'm gonna have to, I have to protect myself. So how do we protect ourselves? First of all, we protect ourselves. It's in the sentence. How do how how do how do we get protection? We protect ourselves. And we protect ourselves by, um, um, being grounded spiritually, mentally, emotionally and health wise as well. You know, that, um, that's how you protect yourself. Um, it's uh, a friend of mine, his grandfather always says, um, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. So the thing is, is that not letting your guards down and I don't mean, you know, always just on point, but just. Make sure that you're whole. And I know everyone's heard this example before that when you're on the airplane and something's happening, they always tell you the parent to put on your oxygen mask first and then help your child. So how do we protect ourselves? If you are on point and you are clear and you are focused in, um, you have your village around you, um, you're protected. But this is what I will say that um, the thing is, is that what, and I like to flip it sometimes. What happens when your village is a good village, but who they're surrounding still wants to do what they want to do? So mm-hmm. what happens then that you've got this village that pours life into you, but you're always the one saying, but I think this one going to be different. I think this one going to be different. Or I think that, oh, well, she did really mean it like that. What happens then? Hence, if you don't protect yourself, you can't expect your village to protect you because you're not even, really respecting your village enough to say that, you know what, Latrice said this out of love or Janae said this out of love that. um, So you have to learn how to know who and what you are. You have to know where you are um, deficient in and that you may need like I may need you Latrice to pull me when it comes to my finances. Say, Tracy, you know what you two caught up in X, Y, Z. You said you wanted to buy a new washer and dryer. So if you're going to hold me accountable, mm-hmm. you're protecting me from that financial standpoint to say, you know, you're still doing the same thing you're doing. So how do we, how do, how do we protect ourselves? Exactly with that. We protect ourselves, but you have to also trust yourself enough to know that your choices are okay. And hence not always going out for that validation, not always going out for that protection because, um, uh, as as April said, I'm in Naperville too, and people laugh. I got an alarm on my. I don't care. You live in Naperville. What y'all need? White folks break in the houses too. Like, so I'm not. It wasn't so much about me worrying about getting somebody to live with me, but you know what? By God's grace and mercy that. I'm, I'm, I'm able to afford a, a, you know, alarm. So set yourself up to win and whether win or protect yourself, set yourself up to say, you know what? Okay. I've got to do X, Y, and Z. I'm going to go on a date. How do we protect ourselves? I'm going to let Latrice know. Okay. Here's this, here's that, whatever. Let people know, because I think a lot of times we play our cards so close because we don't want somebody to know our business or whatever. And then, By the time it comes out, we can't, we can't help you. We can't, we can't do something because you're so deep in that it's lost. I had a friend of mine who was in financial situation and it literally, she would have come to all of us and asked for something, whatever, whatever. She wouldn't have lost her house, but her not wanting to say anything and her prideful she so somehow her house got sold from under. It was just, it was very disheartening, but you know, learning to protect ourselves, um, and trust and trust our village. I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, ladies, thank you for being a part of this discussion. You know, um, my takeaway tonight is that we as Black women, with one, we got to support each other. Two, we got to lift each other's up. And we got to start respecting ourselves and respect each other in order for us to become not to be the most disrespected race. In America, you know, it it does start with us, and you know, we have to eliminate that that those stereotypes of being a mad black woman, being overly aggressive, being too outspoken. We are who we are. They just gonna have to love us. If they're intimidated, so be, so be it. You know, we are strong black women, and we need to continue to encourage one another, um, lift one another up, support one another, and it does start with us so that we can eliminate this this just horrible being so disrespected by men society and just all around disrespect you know and 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 it starts with us also educating our daughters our kids our boys you know i don't have any boys but i have a daughter so i teach her respect so that's one thing that we um have to like pass down knowledge is power education is power so um this was good. I really appreciate you ladies being a part of this discussion panel tonight on Sisters Conversations Real Talk. Um thank you. It's, look, this was an hour. This was over an hour. <laughs> this is going to be good.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was it was good. I we could have probably gone another hour. It was great. Really. Yes, yes, yes. But thank y'all thank so you much.
1: Me. Um hopefully next we'll time we can do a video one on 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 YouTube
3: yeah absolutely
1: absolutely let us know yeah thank you for having me you're so welcome well y'all have a great night and i will talk to you guys next time
3: okay you guys you ladies take care talk to you soon
5: have a good week good night everyone you too all right
3: all right
2: bye-bye Thanks to our special guests for joining the show today. Be sure to follow us on your favorite streaming channel so you don't miss a show. We can be heard on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, and YouTube at Sister's Place. Visit our website, www.sistersplace.com to learn more about us.
5: In your car. At work. At home.
1: On your smartphone.
0: Keep listening to our weekly episodes to find out more.
5: And that's it for this week's episode. Add us to your podcatcher or on iTunes now so that you can make sure you never miss out on another second of our wonderful podcast. We would hate for you to miss out. Have a great week, everyone.